God bless you and welcome to Yesterday Ended, Healing the Traumas of Life. I'm your host, Dennis Dobbin. Thanks for listening today. My prayers are with you today that you might be strengthened and fulfilled in Christ. It is almost inevitable for anyone who has a set of keys that one day they will lose them, at least for a period of time. Much of what is lost can be found or in some way restored. Unfortunately, many of us have lost far more than a set of keys. We have lost our innocence, our faith, large portions of our lives, loved ones, and much more. Yet, is that where the story ends? Are we all just suffering loss? Much in this life can also be found. We can find joy, we can find love, and with some honest effort, we can find the truth. And that truth is in Jesus. And when we find ourselves in his arms, all that which has been lost can either be restored or our hearts reclaimed so that we no longer suffer pain. If you are looking to regain things that you have lost and want to find Jesus, give a listen. Have you ever lost something in a large store or perhaps a hotel or at your school? If so, you have had the pleasure of visiting the lost and found. A friend of mine recently told me about leaving a pair of sunglasses behind in a restaurant. She returned the next day and sure enough, in their lost and found was her pair of sunglasses and 11 other pairs from other folks. It is unfortunate that many of us have lost things in life and far more than even an expensive pair of sunglasses. What some of you pay for sunglasses, in my opinion, is ridiculous, but that's not what this is about. Some of us have lost our innocence at a young age. We were fooled by some person into an act that left us betrayed and humiliated. I once suffered such a loss of my innocence. But a while ago, as I paced in my living room one evening, in a time of prayer and seeking the presence of the Lord, I came to a stop at the edge of my couch and sat down on its arm to rest a moment. And in that moment, the Lord spoke to me. Just one word. Innocence. He spoke innocence over me. My past has been obliterated by the work and blood of Jesus, and its pain removed the Lord spoke over me a word that is his vision of my life. I have innocence. That is what he has done for me. It is up to me to receive his gift. God has his own version of lost and found. There are days that all I think of is what I have lost, the pain of my trauma and what it has cost. Then, in other days, I remember the joy I have found, realizing through his love I have been unbound. My joy and my peace and my innocence had left and were gone. I questioned if ever a new day of blessings would ever dawn. But as I pray and remember the faithfulness of every promise, I turn my heart to him and stop being a doubting Thomas. Through my life I had become lost, but in Christ I am now found. And as I walk with him from what I lost, I can now rebound. 
It's a matter of focus, the memories upon which I dwell. I must loose the chains of my past if I ever want to excel. As I mentioned about my friend losing her pair of sunglasses, the key and success of that moment was that she sought to find what she had lost. Instead of moaning and groaning about what she lost, she became proactive and went in search of them. Yes, I recognize it's a very simple analogy. What some of us have lost in many ways cannot be replaced. But what God can supply can restore our hearts and obliterate the pain from such a loss. Just two months ago, I lost a very close friend. He passed away in his sleep. We worked together and enjoyed each other's company. But now I can no longer fellowship with him and laugh with him and work with him and eat with him. But I find joy in knowing his salvation is sure. One day I will see his smiling face again, and in this I can find comfort. Perhaps our greatest challenge with the issues of things that we have lost is looking back at that which was. Consider this rather sharp admonition from our Lord Jesus. Luke chapter 9, verse 62. And Jesus said unto him, No man, having put his hand to the plow and looking back, is fit for the kingdom of God. It's very difficult to plow a straight line when you're looking backwards. I've heard the phrase, it's very difficult to drive forward while looking in the rearview mirror. In my title poem of my podcast, Yesterday Ended, is the line that yesterday ended and my yesterday ended with it. But is that what I always believe? I wish I could say it were true, but I will be honest. I have days when I'm looking in the rearview mirror and I'm not moving forward at all. There are moments when I think of my recently departed friend and it stops me in my tracks and brings tears to my eyes. I can't change the fact that he is gone, but I can change my attitude towards it. What I choose to focus on will determine how much joy I have in life. The Apostle Paul operated the same mindset in Philippians chapter 3. He talks about his genealogy and his education and his accomplishments in the Jewish faith. He had an impressive resume, but he says he counted it all as lost and worth nothing more than fertilizer in comparison to what he had found in Christ. We pick up his summation in chapter 3, verse 13. Brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth unto those things which are before, I press towards the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Paul is forgetting the good and the bad from his past. The good things that he had accomplished on his own and everything else. How we look at yesterday determines what will happen in our today and in our tomorrow. Paul had the attitude of reaching forth to those things which are before. He pressed towards the future. If our yesterdays are the good old days, then how do we label our today and our tomorrow? Do we have hope for the present and the future? 
Will our present and our future be better? The only thing I can change about my past is how I view it. The good, the bad, and the ugly that happened in my past cannot be changed. Those things happened. But how I live my today is my choice. When I take and make the effort to focus on the truth, then I am successful. Consider this command given to Joshua as he began his new role as the leader of Israel after Moses had died. Joshua chapter 1 verse 8. This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night, that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and then thou shalt have good success. What do you meditate on day and night? What is the sum total of your thoughts? Placed in a balance, how would the amounts of positive and negative thoughts add up? God commanded Joshua to meditate, to speak over himself day and night the truth of God's word. In so doing, God said that Joshua would make his way prosperous and then have good success. It's up to us what we think about. Consider the admonition in Proverbs chapter 4, beginning with verse 25. Let thine eyes look right on, and let thine eyelids look straight before thee. Ponder the path of thy feet, and let all thy ways be established. Turn not to the right hand, nor to the left. Remove thy foot from evil. This is all about focus. Keep your eyes looking straight in front of you, and then ponder, think about the path, the direction of your feet. Where are you going? In the culture of Israel, the path of one's feet was understood as one's mindset, or as we would say today, one's train of thought. The challenge is to keep your train on the tracks going forward and not get sidetracked or jump the tracks. We need to think about what we're thinking about. And when we realize we're not thinking about the truth of who we are in Christ, it's time to switch tracks. As one of my favorite teachers, Graham Cook, says, if you don't like what you're thinking, have another thought. We are instructed in Romans on what we should allow in our heads. Look at Romans chapter 12, verse 2. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Your choice is to either be conformed to this world and its games, or be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Each one of these is written in the passive tense in the Greek language. It is something that we allow to happen to us. We are passive. So are you allowing the world to fashion you, or are you being changed, transformed by the Word of God like the caterpillar into the butterfly? We can crawl around in the dirt of the world or fly in the freedom of Christ. Again, the choice is ours. I cannot blame anybody in my past for the effects of what they did to me still affecting me today. My first responsibility is to forgive them. If I do not forgive those who harmed me in the past, it only harms me now. The person who harmed me may not care or even may be dead. 
It's not an issue of reconciliation between you and your offender. It's an issue of being free by letting go of your anger and hatred towards those that hurt you. If any man be in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. This is the truth of God's word to you. It is what he has accomplished for you in placing you in Christ. It's up to us to think the truth about ourselves, not the past. Today, I am God's beloved child in whom he is well pleased, and so are you. Forgive, forget, and follow Christ. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray for all whose hearts are weary of their past and their lack of peace in the present. I pray for the broken or shattered hearts and for your healing touch upon them. Help us all receive the complete salvation that we have in Christ, wholeness in body, soul, and spirit. Praise be to you for your goodness and your love. Thousands of years ago, humanity's intimate relationship with the Father was lost in Adam's disobedience. But what Adam lost was regained fully in Christ. In Adam, we were made sinners and died. In Christ, we were made alive, quickened, and made righteous. Everything about us has changed when the Father placed us in Christ, according to 1 Corinthians 1.30. We gain the right to once again walk in the garden in the cool of the day in the presence of the Lord. Perhaps it's time for you to go for a walk with the Lord.